This is the Real Digital Transformation podcast series, empowering technology and business professionals to succeed with digital transformation. Now, here's your host, best-selling author, Thomas Earl. Hi, this is Thomas Earl, and welcome to another edition of the Real Digital Transformation podcast series. I have with me today Loki Kotsia, the Group Vice President of NetSureit. And Loki is here to share with us his insights into the creation and management of digital transformation frameworks. Loki, welcome. Thank you, Thomas. Thanks for having me on the show. Looking forward to, to discussing digital transformation. Super. So a digital transformation framework, a framework in any context can be a broad term. It can mean different things. Um, and I think the best starting point for today's conversation is if you could help clarify what constitutes a framework, um, how does it need to exist, and what its purpose is specifically in relation to digital transformation? Yes, that's a great question. And for me, really a framework, and, and if we look at digital transformation, for me, it's always important to really start at the beginning. And the beginning for me is looking at your organization and saying, you know, what is the organization? Why? Where are we going? What's what's our vision and our mission? Because that's, that's the cornerstone. That's the true North Star. So for me, before we look at a framework is really to, to understand from a business perspective, what is the business trying to achieve and where is that business going? And then based on that, you can really start molding a framework that's going to constitute and really live up to that expectation. Um, so for me, from a framework perspective, step one is really truly deeply understand that why. Why do you want to do digital transformation and what's the North Star for the company? But what does the framework exist as? What is included in it? How does it? How is it structured? Um, how do you build a framework? Uh, how do you plan for one? Um, give us more of an insight as to its actual existence. So for me, the framework around digital transformation and, and sort of where we're going, I think first of all, as I mentioned, your vision and your strategy really define overall where you're going. Then assess where you are today. So the second step for me is really assessing and and understanding how mature and how digital transformed are you today. And based on that, I would say the third step for me is crafting a roadmap to say, based on our why, this is where we want to go and how digital mature are we, this is how we're going to map that out. And then the, the fourth step for me is change management, um, really making sure your culture is aligned to that change management because when we're doing transformation, Really, it's not just the digital transformation, but it's the transformation of your business. So really making sure you've got change management in place and that your culture is going to be aligned to really grapple and, and grasp this transformation that you bring. Then the next step for me is the implementation of that framework and implementation of what you're trying to achieve. Um, and then the sixth step for me is really measuring results um, because it's all about perpetual optimization. So you need to measure results where have you gotten to? And then what do we need to change and tweak to, to continue growing? And then the sort of the last point for me around the framework would be what is the security and your governance and compliance that sort of overhangs all of these different sort of points? So for me, 
high level and, and not going into too much detail, I'd say those are the eight big steps for me that, that needs to be in some sh- shape within your framework. So the framework organizes the entire team involved with carrying out a digital transformation. It encompasses the planning stages and carries us through to implementation and subsequent management, administration, um, evolution of what we've put in place. And and the framework is basically... um, is it is it a realization of a roadmap that we put together when we begin our digital transformation journey? We say, here's our roadmap, here are the milestones that we want to achieve, here's our target objective, um, or perhaps there are several objectives we've mapped out. <clears throat> so that's part of our overall plan. Is the framework then what realizes that? Yes, I think the, the framework keeps us true to what we're trying to achieve and gives us the guidance of are we doing things in the correct manner and are we looking at the right things at the right time to ensure that we have a successful transformation within the business. Okay. And w- based on your experience within a given organization, who owns the framework? Um, which is it? executive management is it um you know is it some level of project management the the definition of the framework initially as part of the plan to carry out a specific digital transformation mm. which includes establishing the framework but as the framework is defined as it is realized and then as it is evolved who who is responsible ultimately for that that's a great question, and, and we've seen it at different levels within different organizations where the ownership would lie. I think when it comes to really transformation, we're talking about, and, and I, where I've seen it sometimes is it's people hear digital transformation and they think, oh, that's the technology, that's the CIO or, or somebody in the tech space that needs to own it and, and really drive it. But I would think from a vision and a leadership, it really needs to come from top C-suite CEO really just owning it and saying, you know, we're going to transform, we're going to get buy-in from culture, from everybody throughout the organization, because if we really want to transform, we need everybody to be on this boat and, and going through this journey. Um, so for me, where I've seen it being the successful, if it's top down from a vision and, and really sort of owning it and, and making sure that the rest of the organization is, is going forward, that's where we've seen it being the most successful. But then in a lot of organizations, I'd say st- the CIO would own a digital transformation. So again, we, we've seen it at different levels and depending on the size of the organization, um, it would depend where the strategy would lie. So it would typically be owned by a group or by an individual with authority. Um, and the framework itself, uh, for someone to have the responsibility to uh, maintain it, define it, maintain it, and and um, carry that forward into wherever the future may go with the digital transformation. <sighs> One of the things that has come up repeatedly in relation to these types of initiatives is that they demand that those involved and specifically decision makers involved have a greater level of technical knowledge and understanding than they may have 
previously. Previously, they may have relied on others to give them the technical insight and then made decisions that were primarily business-oriented using some form of technical um, input from others as input for their, their business decisions. But now there's a real demand and a necessity for this to be successful that leaders have a deeper level of technical understanding because they need that in order to under, in order to, de, to determine how and where technologies are positioned, when they should be adopted, how they may impact customer experience, and so on. The, it's an endless list, and especially also as it pertains to the involvement of data science technologies, AI as a part of how automation is carried out now. Um, so going back to the framework ownership, have you seen that same necessity? Do you feel that for a group or an individual to own the framework and have that level of control over how a digital transformation proceeds over time, uh, is, it, is it accurate to say that in order for that to be successful, that ownership needs a relatively good understanding of the technology not just the traditional technology, but as it also now relates to a more data-oriented, data-centric uh, data technology architecture with the involvement of data science. Have you, have you witnessed that yourself? Thomas, that's such a valid question and, and point. And, and for me, that falls a little bit under the change management and culture of, of what you are trying to achieve um, and, and really making sure that the culture is one of transformation and, and really transformation for me is understanding what is the possibilities and how do we connect that and, and to understand what possibilities could be is to educate yourself have somebody that can educate you so get a consultant or somebody in-house that truly and deeply understand some of the capabilities and what you can achieve but but really to the point where we see the biggest failure in digital transformation is that change perspective and the culture and the buy-in. Um, so to your point, it is very vital that the leadership and, and the team that's part of it can get a very clear picture of what is plausible and really then connect that plausible perspective back to the business outcome of what are we trying to achieve, what was that North Star, and really linking that up. So for me, yes, you need to understand it. And, and if you don't, you need to either go and read up about it or you need to get somebody within your business or get a consultant that you really feel comfortable about that can give you that that vision and, and where you're going. Mm -hmm. Super. I, I'm also curious about your experiences with digital transformation frameworks specifically compared to other frameworks we may have had to put in place and work with in traditional automation or IT projects with the involvement now of artificial intelligence and data science technology in general, how does that impact the complexion of a framework? How does that make the type of framework we need to create and, and, um, and foster over time, how, how does it make that different or distinct from, again, the, the, the more traditional or perhaps the more predictable types of frameworks we've used 
in past projects? That's a great question. And 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 I think we're just on the cusp of of really disruptive technology that hasn't been totally unlocked and, and hasn't totally been implemented in a lot of environments. I think the framework is going to vastly change over the next coming years because I think the speed of implementation, the speed of information and, and how quickly things are going to change is just going to truly transform what we need to think and how we need to adopt. And if we don't adopt and transform quick enough, our competitors are, are going to outpace us. So I think that the whole framework is going to be flipped in the next year or two, just based on how transformative some of these AI technologies have become. And and really, we've, we've seen it in the last two, three months. Some of the, the new breaking technology coming out is just mind-boggling, and, and I think that's going to disrupt the industry quite a lot. You'll have competing frameworks, <laughs> your competitor yeah. framework yeah. and yours. You're going to start getting frameworks that's AI-driven completely. Um, so <laughs> I think there's, there's a, we're living in an industry, an exciting time period. Um, so, so yes, I think there's lots to come and lots to learn. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, um, for those for whom this is new, uh, both in terms of digital transformation, digital technology adoption, as well as for organizations that perhaps um, have not yet gone through or are accustomed to the process of formalizing a framework for what they're building. They may have project delivery methodologies that don't require that because their projects previously were relatively simple compared to what a digital transformation initiative can encompass. Um, For those organizations that are at that starting point, but that want to do this or must must do this out of necessity. Uh, what type of a- advice would you give them? How should they begin? How should they um, start with uh, the incorporation of a framework in relation to other project steps or other steps in the overall initiative? So for me, that the starting point is always that why and why are you doing this? What are you trying to achieve? Is it because of you getting competitive pressure points based on on not being transformed enough and and for me, that that assessment on your maturity, where are you today? And and for some people, digital transformation might mean I've got a server on premise and I'm moving it to the cloud. And, you know, that is a, a way of transformation. So, again, from that maturity perspective, start somewhere on that journey and, and really understand where, are, where am I today and where do I want to be? And then get on that road and, and you're going to get a lot of learnings. And over time, you're going to improve those learnings and get better and better and better. So for me, it's it's really do that assessment, understand where you are, and that's going to give you a starting point. And through that, you'll have lots of learnings and being able to improve and grow your maturity on this. What would you say to a CTO who, again, for, for whom this is new, and, and they say to you, look, we'll put a project plan in place, step one, step two, step three, however many steps we need, Mm-hmm. adopt this technology, incorporate it, test it, deploy it. Um, why do we need to spend time and money on formalizing some framework? What business value do we get out of that? Why can't we just put a plan together and follow it? I think what you're really going to get when you formalize it and, and you've got the framework together, you're going to come out on the other side being able to measure your return on investment 
You're going to be able to sell this back to your own team saying, because of this, this has put us forward 20, 30 steps, and this was the return. But then further to that is the evolution of it. It's that perpetual innovation, perpetual transformation, being able to say, because of our framework, we are looking, we are monitoring, we're measuring, and we know this is the next step, um, rather than being haphazard and saying, oh, this, this month we're doing X, next month we're doing Y. And you don't know if they're correlating and giving you the trajectory at the end to get the maximum result possible. Mm-hmm. Would you consider um, part of a framework uh, conventions that help standardize some of the tools, technologies, practices we bring into um, a digital transformation so as to avoid a situation where over time, because some of these initiatives can be very long, um, so so that over time different project teams don't bring in different things that result in a lot of disparity in the new ecosystem being built. That that is so valid. So alignment is is for me very very important when we talk the digital transformation, especially in larger teams where you might have multiple teams coming back to that north star and then getting alignment because part of digital transformation is is really integration of a facet of multiple data points, multiple systems, and and the reduction of tooling to ultimately give the end user that's inputting data or working with a platform a better end user experience and they don't have to go to 10 different tools, enter 10 times. We really want to create a optimized, effective platform for the end user where if they have to input data, they can input at once. It can go into all the other systems where it's integrated to one another. So if you've got a truly effective framework and your digital transformation is giving you the ROI, it will eliminate sort of this duplicate systems and platforms and ultimately give you one. But as you alluded, sometimes these projects are two, three, four-year projects. And where you have such a big project, those frameworks become vital to to the success um, of, of your digital transformation. One part of IT projects that has become relatively commonplace, especially in larger organizations, is the establishment of an um, IT governance framework. So a, a framework specifically comprised of rules and policies and precepts and processes for to formalize the regulation of what we build so that how it evolves is controlled mm-hmm. um, and follows certain uh, predefined requirements. So if we think of a digital transformation framework, when, when you think of that, as we've just been discussing it, do you see that as a separate um, entity that is individually, independently owned um, from a governance framework? Do you see a governance framework as something that is independent of a digital transformation framework, is an independently owned and has as complementary, of course, they're 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 aligned. They, they would need to be. Mm-hmm. Or, or do you see the governance framework as being part of the overall digital transformation framework? It it's definitely very intertwined and linked to one another. And again, dependent on where you're going. But as we 
see today governance, risk and compliance is just becoming really a big part of transformation. And within technology, we have so much data these days and, and the privacy of that data and, and how that data is consumed. It plays a vital role, but it is so critically important to get correct that for the most part, that would be a different team with a different net end goal but very closely linked. And, and you could have a transformation project that's purely just on governance, risk and compliance. And, and how do you digitize and transform your governance, risk and control to be more automated and, and have checks, balances and control. So it's it's a very interesting topic and, and a, a very big topic, but I think it's just going to become more and more complicated if we look in the US and how different states are, are bringing in regulations and, and their own compliancy um, it becomes really an interesting place where we are heading to in, in the next few years. Yeah, and, and you bring up a good point in that there is most likely um, benefit in having it owned separately from the, the primary framework, the, gov- uh, the governance framework, I mean, having the governance framework separately owned because the enforcement of the the rules and policies sometimes needs to belong to a group other than the group actually building and and administering the systems because uh, the self regulation sometimes does not succeed. There there needs to be a group whose um, uh, primary purpose is to ensure things follow policies and rules, and then the other group that aims to comply with that. Would you agree with that? 100% agreed. We we see it time and time and again, and, and in our own business, we, we run it the same. Our operational team does not have the governance risk and compliance within it. It reports into the finance department, um, so a very separate team. And, and so for, for, for making sure there's no blurred lines agreed, it's a very different team with different rules to make sure that the rules are properly applied. Super. So... Um just to conclude, this has been really interesting, uh, but just to further benefit from, from your deep insight in this field, uh, could you give us your um, top uh, best practices when it comes to either creating or evolving a framework, as well as your, your top risks or pitfalls that you've witnessed, that you've experienced um, and, you know, just to give those for whom, you know, this is new or those who are embarking on this a heads up as to what to look out for um, so that it, it can be as successful as possible. Perfect. I would say top risk is really the change management of, of your transformation and, and making sure you get from top to bottom the buy in in this transformation um, and, and understanding that you're doing it for the right reasons. So really the culture of the business and, and alignment of the business while we're doing it. So change management, I would say, is the, the top risk um, in my view. Um, and then from a optimization perspective, I, I really think a lot of organizations struggle with the return on investment and, and how do I monitor that return on investment and, and getting a grasp of that return and how do I optimize that return once I understand it? Um, I think that that's something in the framework that a lot of organizations struggle with. Super. Loki, um, thank you so much for taking the time to share 
all of this with us. Uh, I'd like to ask you a bit more about your your role at NetShirt and, and NetShirt itself. What um, what does NetShirt provide? Awesome, thanks, Thomas. Um, so NetShirt, we've been around for more than twenty five years. We a global business, and really we help companies solve technology problems. Um, from business automation, digital transformation, to managing their the technology. Um, we've got something called innovation as a service. So really where we've crafted a solution where you get it as a service, all these things that we spoke about today, we help businesses with it. And we are so, we believe so much in our product that we guarantee 100% return on investment. Whatever you spend on us within a year, we guarantee that back to you. Um, and today we offer a one-hour free workshop where we get you onto that assessment, understanding where you're going and just giving you a little bit uh, back to see how we can potentially help you. Super. Last question about NetSureit, um, Loki. In terms of where you're going as a company in the digital transformation space specifically, um, what's on the horizon in terms of how you're evolving your offerings? It's a great question. So we've seen it as a perpetual innovation and it's it's something that's going to be ongoing. And what we find in organizations today is that they've got a lot of products already that they're not consuming correctly and, and not connected together and create a lot of complexity. So for us, it's really starting with those roots of just how do we help companies get the best out of the technology that they own today, optimizing it and measuring their return on investment that they can really start on that digital um transformation journey. Super. Loki, thank you so much for your time today. It's been great. And hopefully we'll have a chance to do this again um, sometime soon in the future. Thanks, Thomas. And it was great being here. I really enjoyed the discussion. Thank you for listening. Follow Thomas on LinkedIn 